following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. The Holy Ghost is in the house. I said the great Holy Ghost is in the house. Somebody get on their feet and give it one more big crazy praise. I'm supposed to talk to you about being filled with the Holy Ghost. You are, you just don't know it. So let's roll. All right, guys. My first, my first sliding from there, I'll call them because I, I, hey, I done been to the intercessor prayer. My switch got flipped by the Holy Ghost. So hey, I, I, hey, I'm no threat, but he's dangerous. So here we go. What happened on the day of Pentecost? These people were gathered in a room, waiting for a promise that Jesus told them to wait on. They did a little church business, got some, a new disciple to replace Judas, stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, there came a sound, like a rushing mighty wind, what looked like tongues of fire. And then they got to speak in these languages they'd never spoken before. And the Bible said it freaked them out. They evidently got out of the room, got out in the streets. People thought they were drunk. Now, I've been in church all my life, and I've seen some drunk people. I've seen people who were drunk from alcohol, and then I've seen people drunk on the Holy Ghost. And I tell you what, I hate to admit it, but I've been both, not in church. But if i got to be drunk, I'd rather be drunk in the Holy Ghost than any other kind of spirit. But what the message translation says in Acts 2.12, it said everybody got out there and their heads were spinning. They couldn't make head or tail of any of it. They talked back and forth. They were confused, and they said, what's going on here? So my question to you today is, does anybody know what happened? Now, I want, I'm going to go back a little bit because, you see, God can do anything he wants to do. And you see, anybody remember before you started walking with the Lord? Oh, yeah. And you didn't know it. But you thought your life was normal. But in reality, you were upside down. And you see, I'm just going to propose this. You can live upside down for so long that you begin to believe that upside down is right side up. And so when God brings you something that's supposed to be the normal thing, you lived upside down for so long, you don't think it's, you're thinking it's not right side up. And when God gets you right side up, you feel like you're upside down. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Well, you see, that's the way it is with the Spirit of God. When the Spirit of God does something, and we've been so long in a place that it wasn't, we think that it's abnormal. I want to tell you today, and I'm going to try to teach Every believer, the Bible teaches, is God's will for you to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. Now, you know, I read my Bible and then God speaks to me out of it. The Lord gave me this this morning. There was a time in the world when everybody spoke the same language. 
and God saw it, and their purpose was evil, but they got together, and this is what the Bible says. The Bible, the Bible says in Acts 2 that when the Holy Spirit was fully come, well, over there in Genesis, it said God came down. You tracking with me? Yeah. Acts 2, God came down. Over in Genesis, God came down, and he said, look, these people are all speaking the same language, and look what they've done. And if they keep speaking the same language, nothing in this world is going to be impossible to them. And what happened? All of a sudden, God calls them to start speaking in languages and in tongues that they had never spoken before. Google told me this morning there's 6,500 different languages in the world. I don't know how many there was back then. But you see what happened? God caused them to be confused, and he gave different languages, and you know what and, and that's how they settled different continents, because you had to find somebody who was speaking the same language you were speaking, and you started hanging out with them, and they all got separated. Are you tracking with me? Well, you see, on the day of Pentecost, what God did, he did something that was just a little different. He sent the Holy Ghost, and he caused the disciples to start speaking in the language of the Holy Ghost, and when you get to talking in the language of the Holy Holy Ghost, which is glossolalia or tongues, nothing is impossible with you. Now, I'm a, the Lord reminded me the day that I'm an old man. I was just praying yesterday, I said, Lord, why is it the old songs move me? Now, I tell you what, this worship day moved me. But I'll go home and I can't remember the songs. And I said, Lord, why can't I remember? He said, you're an old man. <laughs> I said, well, thank you. He said, no. Those songs that, that brought you through are the ones that have stayed with you. He said, those new songs you're singing, they're going to bring the next generation through. So, but the reason I told you I'm an old man because, you know, an old pastor, you just got to talk about Jesus' birth at Christmas. And so what does Christmas have to do with the Holy Ghost? It has a lot more than you realize. So the Bible says that it, the idea came that Jesus was going to be born into the world. And God found a lady who had never been intimate with a man, but Jesus was going to be born. Okay, you can throw up that slide about life. Jesus was born as a human being in the direct, work of the Holy Ghost. Jesus became a human being by direct work of the Holy Spirit. You were born again as a human being by the direct work of the Holy Spirit. So you see, you don't have, you say, well, what do you mean about the baptism of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is with you today. He dwells in you. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. And I don't have this slide, but this is my definition of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's not a culmination. It's a commencement. It's not an end. It's a starting place. It's not a goal. It's a gateway. It's an entry point when you enter a dimension of walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Now go with me. Jesus was baptized in water. 
Okay, Luke's tr version of it says he got baptized and Jesus was praying. The next thing we know, the Bible says the Holy Spirit came upon him in the form of a dove. The, Bible, the heaven was open, the Holy Spirit came upon him in the form of a dove. He heard a voice, and notice what the Bible says. Jesus was 30 years old and began his ministry. Jesus never did a miracle until he had the Holy Ghost come upon him. So what he's saying, the same spirit that, that caused Jesus to be born is the same spirit that has life in you today. And the same spirit that he wants to give you power. Because you see, it's important that you and I as believers have power. In fact, the Bible is referred to, Jesus said it's the promise of the Father. A promise is just an announcement. In other words, Jesus said, you go wait. God made an announcement. He said, I'm sending you a gift. You go wait on it. So since it's an announcement, I can't buy it. I can't earn it. I can't swindle anybody out of it. God just said I could have it. i got to have faith that I'm going to receive it. Are you tracking with me? Peter says it's the gift of the Holy Ghost. You can't buy your own gift. People have to give you a gift. Well, let me back up. I, I buy myself a lot of gifts. Especially at Christmas time. You say, well, doesn't that the joy of, no, I don't get, I get what I want. <laughs> I mean, I figured out about 35, if I'm paying, if I haven't paid for this, I'm just going to get what I want. Are you tagging with me? So, but you see, the Bible says when you ask the Lord for the Holy Spirit, He's not going to give you a scorpion or He's not going to give you something that you don't like. The Bible says that you and I being evil, it means having a finite mind. We can only figure out so long what's good for people, but and we even give good gifts every once in a while. How much more shall the Father give the Holy Spirit to those that He loves? But you see... The main reason for the Holy Spirit baptizing you, and we're going to talk about what that means in just a minute. Jesus said, I want you to have power to witness. Now, I want you to hear me. A witness is no good who does not have any evidence. And how many witnesses have you seen that had the evidence but we're afraid to be a witness. There's people who gone to prison that witnesses could have got them out, but they were afraid to reveal the evidence. But you see, the, the Bible says that when you would receive the power of the Holy Ghost, it's dunamis, it means miraculous power. So you see, when Jesus went away, there had to be some evidence that he was real. They used to sing one of those old songs I talked about in the church, said, I, God is real, for I can feel him in my soul. I know my God is real. And they just sing about how God was real. And you see, God is real. And, but you see, they were trying to, you know, when, from the time it started, they were trying to deny that Jesus was real. So what happens? God baptizes them with the Holy Ghost, and they go into the 
a temple one day and there's a guy who never walked in his life. He gets healed. There's the evidence. You see, you couldn't deny the evidence. Not only did they have the ability to say it, they had the ability to show it. God wants you to be a walking, tongue-talking, Holy Spirit-filled believer who can heal the sick, who can touch people's lives and tell them, look what the Lord has done. So you have to have evidence that's undeniable. And that's what God wants to give us all. Because you see, I grew up in church. And and I knew it was real. And the reason I'm not going to try to preach real long today is because before I ever knew the Lord, I can't remember what they preached to me. I remember trying to drag me to the altar. And you know what? I got up this morning and I thank God that those Holy Ghost, maybe they didn't have the greatest wisdom, but their devotion, they had a passion to see me come to Jesus. And when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to have a passion to see people saved and you're going to have a compassion for those that are not saved. He said, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and you're not going, and you're going to be cool. No, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire and to the world you may look like a fool but you're walking by anointing and do those things nobody else can do. Because you see, we've got to be a witness. And we've got to have the world today needs a power encounter. The things I remember about church is the Holy Ghost manifestations. When I was running from the Lord, doing stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing, and in a state of consciousness that I shouldn't have been in. There have been times when I didn't know where I was, didn't care. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost would come to my mind. And I'd hear people speaking in tongues. And I'd see people getting healed. And I'd come cold sober. And I'd, have to, and I'd know, God, I know you're real. I can't get myself out of it, but just don't let me die the way I'm dying. But you know what? God is good, and God is merciful, and God is kind. Because you see, there's people full of the Holy Ghost uh, who know how to pray. And when you pray, God answers prayer. He'll snatch them out of the fire if he has to because he's more than able. Okay, how many of you have been saved? How many of you have been delivered? How many of you have been set free? How many of you are walking with the Lord? How many of you following Jesus? Those terms all mean the same thing. All right, let's look at some Holy Spirit terms. Because you see, this is what confuses people, I feel. We say you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. We say you're endued with power. 
You receive the Spirit. The Spirit comes upon you. The Spirit fills you. He's poured out on you. He falls upon you. They all describe the same experience. Because you see what the Bible is trying to explain, something that happens to you, but the effect of it works on the inside. Now, those are manifestations. The term baptizo is used most of the time in the New Testament for dipping or dyeing a garment. You take an old garment and dip it in a beautiful dye, and its presence has a whole new beauty. That's what the Holy Spirit does for you. You see, you're endued with power. That means just to be clothed upon. Let me give you an illustration. Elisha said, I want to follow you till you leave here, Elijah. He said, that's all right, but if you want a double portion, you're going to see me leave. He left, and guess what? Elijah's mantle came upon Elisha. Elisha goes to the Jordan and says, where's the God of Elijah? Parts, and he walks across just like Elijah. Why? He was clothed with the same mantle that Elijah was clothed with. You see, now, I got to back up. You may not think it. But there was a time, back in my prime, when I could really put it on. I knew what it was to dress for success. Hey. There wasn't nothing sloppy about Mr. Dan. The shirt matched, the pants matched, the shoes matched, the jewelry matched. Everything matched. Hey, I was styling and profiling before they ever knew what it was. My little brother's over there. He remembers. Oh, yeah. He said, where are you going tonight? What you going to do? I couldn't tell him. It was my fault. He had to find out for himself. Forgive me. But you see, when, when you are endued with power, you're clothed with power. Receive, that just means to take somebody's hand and welcome them into your home so you get to know them. To, receive, to, to experience the dynamic of the fullness of the Holy Spirit, you just have to be willing to receive Him. Now remember a couple weeks ago I preached a little message about you got to give God a little room. But I told you he'd do big things. And I don't know if you listened. I told you if you give him a little room, he'll take over the whole house if you let him. Well, see, that's what he wants to do. But he's going to take it over his way. Come upon you. What in the world does that mean? He said the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. Well, what Scripture teaches us is this. It says when the Holy Spirit will come upon you, it just means there's, a, there's an overtaking. The Bible talks about God's promises overtaking you. The Holy Spirit overtakes you. Hey, remember the, it says that Mary, the Holy Spirit overshadowed her. He was around her. He was beside her. 
but he was inside of her doing a miraculous thing. That's what it is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He's on you. He's around you. But he's in you. That's what it means. He overwhelms you for a good thing. A good thing. He, you know, it's a good thing to be overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit. And then the Bible goes on to give us the, uh, some other terms. And I'll get to them quickly. Feel. Just means and the word feel means there's an abundance. You'll never run out. Now, I know what it talks about continually being filled with the Holy Ghost, but you don't run out of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, just see, I've heard people, and you've been praying, and you say, well, I want the Holy Ghost to fall upon me, but it starts rising up in you. You see what I'm talking about? The Holy Spirit is already with you, but he's wanting to come up in a dynamic measure with power so that you can be an effective witness and you can enjoy life. That I want power, but I want to enjoy the power. I want to enjoy walking. The Bible says the kingdom is not righteousness, not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I don't know about you. I would like to pray for people. I want to see the sick healed. I want to see the dead raised. But every once in a while, when there's nobody around, and it's just me and the Holy Ghost, he and I just rev up the motor just so I know what it feels like. Oh, I love the presence of the Lord in his presence there's joy unspeakable and full of glory so if you're full and you're sad you need to get full my last one is this fall upon is my favorite remember the prodigal son he came home he said if I can just be a servant See, some of you have lived upside down for so long, you just think it's not for me. I'm here to tell you, you're the one it's really for. But you know what the Bible says? He was dreading going home. I can identify with the feeling. He was dreading going back. But the father saw him a long way off. See, the Holy Spirit, he's just been waiting on you to fill you with all of his goodness, all of his love, all of his mercy, and you speak in the ex- ecstasy of the of tongues and, and just to build your life up. It's because, you see, when the, when the father saw the prodigal son, he ran to him, and the Bible said, fell on his neck and kissed him. You see, God's grace is wanting to fall on you today in a new dimension. God's love's wanting to fall on you in a new dimension. He wants you to experience a peace that you can't explain, a love that you can't wear out, and goodness that will go to you the day that you die. But here's the deal. Why tongues? That's the deal. 95% 95% of you, I was in until you went to the tongues. Tongues freaks us all out. Come on, be, let's be real. Pastor Kent starts giving world knowledge, woohoo! But somebody starts talking in the Holy Ghost, we get nervous. You understand what I'm saying? Well, number one, the tongue cannot be tamed. By human power, but the Holy Ghost can get a hold of that tongue. You sin more with your tongue than any other part of your body. 
Some of you got filled with the Holy Ghost and let your tongue talk your way out of it. You try to explain it. You try to analyze it. You try to figure it out. I can't explain it to you. But you say, how do you walk on the water? you got to step out of the boat first. How do you speak in tongues? you just got to take off and let it rip and let the Lord speak. Say, what, 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 well, I don't, what if it don't sound right? Who cares what it sounds right? How many moms and dads in this house have got mad and slapped their babies when they heard dad, dad, or mama? No, you ran them and bought them a gold medal and put it around their neck. That's what you did. Well, how do you think God feels when we get to talking to him in tongues? He said, oh, that's my baby. That's my baby. Oh, that's my baby. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me what's in your heart. Tell me what you want daddy to do. Here I am. I'll bankrupt heaven if I have to to get it to you. Just talk to me a little bit. But my pride, my pride tells me, oh, that's not cool. I got a little vanity. My wife was trying to fix my hair this morning. It had a little flyaway place in it. She said, let me fix it. I said, no, I don't want that grease down look. That's your look, that's all right, but that's not me. I'd rather have a little flyaway. <laughs> Pardon me, but that's just the way it is. If you don't like it, you're going to have to like it. Because Papa Dan likes it. Yes, I have a little vanity. But I've been in too many dark places. Too many desperate situations. Because I don't know about you, but he had to save me. He had to reach way down for me. He had to deliver me. He had to rescue me. And then when they told me, he's got a gift for you. And it's the Holy Ghost. And I said, how do you receive it? And they said, come on, we'll show you. And when they said that, I said, I thought so. You see, I wanted to receive the baptism like a little lady that visited our church when I was in junior high school. She didn't look the part. She wore jewelry, makeup, pantsuit, and she looked pretty with her makeup. Back then, that was going to hell stuff. I'm just being honest with you. But our pastor, he was just preaching away one Sunday morning. And she's sitting back there minding her own business about middle ways. And he pauses to turn, get to another reference. And all of a sudden, Rabba Koshata Rabba. Hebe Koshita Bake. Honda Rabba Koshete. Then she got up. Rabba Koshata Rabba. Hebe Koshete. And you'd have thought they'd pulled a gun on everybody. Because you wasn't supposed to do that. I thought, that's pretty cool. I said, Lord, that's the way I want it. He said, well, that's all right, but that's not the way you're going to get it. He said, I just want you to fall in love with me. See, don't seek the tongues. 
Seek the Holy Ghost. He said, if you'll pursue love, guess what? You pursue love long enough, you'll desire spiritual gifts. So I'm going to tell you real quick how to receive the Holy Spirit. Number one, you just got to ask Him. Just ask Him. Say, Lord, I want it. I want, I want, to, re- I want to receive anything you have for me. And then believe. You had to believe to get saved, didn't you? Then you got to trust and have faith that, first of all, it's real. You see, the enemy tell you, oh, that's not real. That sounds like, that sounds like gobbledygook. It does to you. But it's to God. It's his language. When God hears that, he says, oh, yeah, talk to me. Tell me what you need. Call me up. Call me up. And then it becomes a reality. It becomes a reality. And then you just got to begin to speak spiritual words. Say, what do you mean? The Holy Spirit is going to inspire you. But you can't be embarrassed about what it sounds like. I came in here Thursday night for school ministry. And Pastor Kent was back, back there with three guys I'd never seen before. And he was, he was praying for them, and they all received the Holy Ghost. They, and, and some of them used to not even believe in it, but when he, after he talked to them, just been prayed for them, they started speaking in tongues. Did it sound what, like what I said a while ago? No, no. But it was their sound. I said it was their sound. I, I, was, I was at a place yesterday, and, and supposed to be speaking, and, and the Holy Spirit got moving, and one little lady got in her tongue, and, and uh, you know, sometimes you can get a little sanctimonious. And I said, well, I, I don't know if that's the Holy Ghost or not. And the Holy Ghost said, well, how do you know? I said, well, that, that don't sound like what I usually hear. He said, well, it's not you, that's hers. And said, you better respect hers if you won't keep yours. Now, hey, when it hey, when it comes to some things, God, God, hey, God is, hey, don't misunderstand me. God was just trying to get my attention to tell me that, you know, I can't take for, you know, I'm glad he's with me, but I can't take him for granted. Yes, he said I'll never leave you. So I so you see, I can't get to a place where I get so used to it that I begin to analyze everybody else's. But you see, the way you do that, he says, do this. You just talk to each other in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Make it melody into your heart. Giving thanksgiving to God. And you'll continually be filled, filled, filled with the Holy Spirit. So I just want you to close your eyes. Pastor Kent, come on up here and help me pray. My prayer is that you be filled with the Holy Ghost. And you and you experience everything God has for you. Because you see, I can tell you what it's all about, but you have to experience it for yourself. And if, if, you, if, if you've got a desire, hey, it, it, it may happen here today. 
It can happen driving down the road. It can happen the Holy Ghost. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit wherever you are. Lord, there's hungry hearts here today. And I just say, receive you, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh, yes, receive the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh, yes, the joy, the peace, the power, and Lord, the expressive language. Let it rise up in people today. Not because I said it, but you said, I promise you, I'm sending you somebody to stay there with you that's going to help you. And he's going to talk to you. And so he's right there. And he's the Holy Spirit. And he's a gift. You can't buy it. You just receive it. And then you got to be willing to step out of the boat. You say, well, I don't want to be in the flesh. The people in the flesh were still in the boat when Peter got out of the water. But when he so today, Lord, fill every hungry heart with your holy presence. And I pray you'd receive all glory, honor, and power. And I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to share one of your greatest gifts with these beautiful people. And Lord, I know you're going to do exactly what you promised. Amen. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.